Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Satish and Tapan, and this is Colbu Money. We talk about money because your friends and family phone. Hi, Satish. How are you doing? Good, yeah. How are you? Good, good. What's happening? I've, UK I started is all... exploring. Yeah, yeah. I started exploring UK. Uh, I've been uh, traveling a lot. Tomorrow, I'm going to Brighton, which is a beach here. Mm. So excited about that! Uh, what about you? How's your long weekend going? Even we have a long weekend here, but really? we don't. Yeah, we don't have a cool name. It's just called May. No, it's called May End Bank Holiday. That's the name wow. of the. <laughs> it's very uh, descriptive. Very uh, descriptive, and you know, it's like. Have you seen Community? Yeah, you know they have that ma- mascot. Yeah, you know it's it doesn't have any implication. It's like it's it is appeasing to all sorts of every community, every uh, gender, every uh, orientation, everything. So it's but it's, it's like an, that. But it's an anus like the, the way it looks. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the flag. I'm talking about the mascot. Have like. It's it's like a oh, it's, it's not it's male. Just, it's like an alienish. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want oh, it my... to be a male. It didn't. They didn't want it to be a female or an animal or anything like that. So it, it ended up being a very creepy looking alien type figure. Yeah, I I feel Community is like one of the most underrated shows. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Uh, it's so yeah. good. The those episodes, the paintball episodes, every season. <laughs> oh my god, those episodes yeah. are so good. Yeah, and, and they, this was they, before, they... like this was before like YouTube or anything, right? Like that where like this this type of parody became very popular uh, on YouTube. Like College Humor did very similar type of uh, yeah. skits. Yeah, those, and then there were some animated episodes in each episode, like in mm. each season. Yeah, which were also good. <laughs> Cool, uh, Atit. You wanted to tell us you about know, like well, how are you planning to make me rich? Like, do you want it, to like talk about that? Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, you know, right? The creator of Community, he's the creator of Rick and Morty, and he's also he, those like they are also the creator of uh, Avengers, right? It's Russo Brothers. Oh, Russo Brothers directed it, yes. But the creator yeah. is Dan Harmon. Who oh, okay, also okay. creator of uh, Rick and Morty, and I think he also created one of one more popular, very popular uh, sitcom. Um, blanking on the name right now, but yeah, that guy is also insane. Like uh, his his story is is. Story I've never seen Rick and Morty though. Oh, really? uh, Rick and Morty, like really? one of my friends, he just showed me one clip, which was like people throwing up into each other's mouth or some <laughs> shit like that. I forgot, and yeah. after that, I was like, no, I'm not watching this. This is like way no no not happening. Yeah, yeah. No, you need definitely need some context, like what kind of show that is, and yeah, you you should watch it from the beginning. It's it's yeah. a very intelligent show. Like it's like very yeah, meta humor. Um, yeah, like some of those shows, even BoJack Horseman, I feel like it's yeah. so real. Like every time I, I, it's like one episode of BoJack Horseman for me is equivalent to like one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh it yes. That heavy. It's very heavy. It's funny. Yeah. It is depressive. It is like yeah. Yeah. It was like the first few seasons, especially, are one of the best seasons ever. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. cool. Now tell us how are you uh, making me rich? Well, we we discussed it uh, offline, and let's see. This it's a social experiment that I'm thinking of doing, where you know, like, um, I am currently like twenty pounds. Over my average weight, okay, not my best weight, my average weight. I'm I've put on like the COVID, twenty uh, twenty has been a very 
you know sedentary uh, year for me like i've just uh, stopped working out so um I, i was thinking maybe we could do the social experiment i've seen like other people do it and i think it has worked out for me on other occasion where uh, it is about um you know using social media to f- to your advantage where basically i want to run 5 miles every day for the next 10 weeks okay i'll run for like 6 days out of the week uh, i'll like like sunday off or something like that uh where so every week i'll run 30 miles and i'll do that for 10 weeks so that's total of 300 miles okay now um that's great i've i've tried that before and it hasn't worked like i might run for like for the first week or two weeks and then you know it just starts going down from 5 miles to like 3 miles and then 2 miles and then just not run at all so in order to keep this incentive going right like keep that motivation going what i'll do is uh for every mile that i don't run i'll give you a dollar okay so let's say uh if uh, if i don't run at all in the first week right uh that is 30 that you'll get in, in that week right if i don't do it i don't run at all for like 10 weeks that's total of 300 miles which is 300 So if I let's say in the first week I'll run like uh, you know 20 miles instead of 30 that's $10 differential right 10 miles I didn't run I'll give you $10. So I want to do this uh, experiment let's see how far we go and I could post like uh, I I'll use uh, Apple Fitness uh, app to track my uh, you know running miles and I can post it like with our episode notes or something like that like every week every yeah. Monday or something on Instagram or Twitter or somewhere uh, to see the progress. cool um i i am down to get rich and uh, yeah. also best of luck like <laughs> not being yeah. a tech but like yeah it, it it's yeah, a good nice. way to be accountable you know uh, hopefully you will be able to lose weight quickly and then that will motivate me uh, yeah. but i need uh, nightly screenshots of like sure. how many calories you're burning oh yeah that's that's actually a good idea like daily frequency is much better than weekly because i'm like okay monday run nahi kiya tuesday 10 mile run kar lunga uh, which is like which is not happening yeah. running time i don't think yeah. i've ever ran like 10 miles in a day yeah. maybe and walk 10 miles uh, while going to new york while visiting new york or something but yeah yeah um, and i'll be like if you if you send me screenshots every day and you you reach your goal then next i'll be like hey how are you doing you deserve <laughs> a break don't run yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, i i'll motivate you that way i see <laughs> yeah uh let's see how it goes let's let's pilot it for the first week uh um, yeah let's let's keep it for the first week uh, there is no transaction so no, 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 week. no 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 oh, no let's not do okay. that yeah yeah let's keep the trans- because that is the main main thing like i should be okay. penalized for not achieving goals i think that that works better for me than you know positive reinforcement right negative enforcement yeah. reinforcement works better for me than positive ones so um cool we'll see If it works so for we, you, then next next week, no, the week after, after two weeks, I'll start my own fitness thing. If it works for you, yeah, I think that that would be fun. Cool. Enough of a rant. Let's start the episode today. We are discussing uh, Atit's checks checklist of how to invest in a stock, like what things you should be looking at. I am really interested in this because uh, it gives you. it's a checklist okay so it gives you a very structured way to look at things and uh, how do you value we've already talked about how did you, do you value the company but on top of it like what are the key 
parameters or things you should be asking before you invest in a company so i'm very excited about that but before we start as always if you like cold brew money please hit the subscribe button share it with your friends talk to your family about it tell your friends about it it really helps us and let us know if you like our content but uh, let's get started with today's episode after this break Cool, Adit. Let's get started. Uh, the checklist. How how do you look at a company? What are the things that you look at? What are some of the frameworks that you look at uh, before you invest into a company? Let's let's go through all the points. Yeah. So, like before we do that, let me just ask you a question. How do you invest in uh, an individual company? Do you in- invest in an individual company? <laughs> I I do invest in some individual companies but it's so I play very safe with it like I don't do any uh, what do you call I look at uh, the past uh, performance and like if they have debt that is the most important thing for me so I look at mm-hmm. that debt and how are they doing uh I still haven't gotten into EPS but for me most of the companies like the individual stocks I invest in they are if I'm using the product if i believe in the long term growth of that company and i think they are headed in the right direction and yeah that's it like if i enjoy the product then i just go for it most of my companies are pretty safe apple amazon disney and things like that so i don't um, look into you know what do you call like outlier companies which have super growth potential i still feel like my individual stocks are super safe compared to some of the investments i've seen so i i invest that way yeah okay okay yeah so but you don't have like a written set of things that you go through for no that's like, that's why i was asking what's your checklist because i was actually yeah. really inter- interested in that right right so it, it, you know like even i used to do that like you know if I, if someone has like a friend would say okay, this, this is a good company like you know go for it uh, or like tips or whatever like that's how i started but i i feel uh, i uh, feel like if you have like a written set of rules that you have to go through uh, it helps a lot and around the same time i was reading checklist manifesto uh, the book a very popular book um, and they also but if you if you read that book they they give like specific examples of why like different industries should have checklists like why doctors should have checklist uh, air air uh, you know pilots uh, should have uh, checklist and now they do like a lot of companies uh, industries they have a list of like maybe 10 points that they have to go through every time they maybe you know fly the aircraft or they go into an operation theater right uh, so similarly like it's good to have a checklist every time uh, a list of bullet points list of questions that you have to answer get information about before you put your money into that investment right and, and into that company or that uh, asset class uh, and i think it gives uh, like a good framework you know to that you have to go through it forces you to learn about that company uh, it protects against like biases like impulse buys uh, or isne buy kiya isliye mujhe bhi buy karna hai type uh, mentality right and it also gives like a starting point like a lot of times like it's it's like an uh, investor block i don't know for a lack of a better term like it's you yeah. know writers block it's uh, it's very difficult to write uh, on a white piece of paper um yeah. you need some sort of cues right like the writers use a set of questions uh, as cues to start churning their brain so having a checklist also helps um 
give you a gives you a starting point where to you know how to look for the company what to learn about the company so I, that's why mm-hmm. just to add to that i think like the checklist will also help you in the future so for example you're looking at disney again today you filled out the checklist and then you visit revisit 6 months later and see like has anything changed from what did you write in like 6 months ago so it's kind yeah. of a refresher or if you already invested in disney like these were the things because of which i invested in that company mm-hmm. now the, the these things have changed so do i still want to put my money in it i think that that will be helpful right yeah exactly oh, exactly like it it uh, gives you a nice uh, thesis that you have you will have at the end of that checklist that you can refer you know like every quarter or every year like whenever you want to you know change uh, if whenever you are having doubts also right it's it's a good a good thing to have so yeah like and and as for damodran uh, you know like he says like there's any the like every investment decision should have two parts may two main parts a story and numbers okay you should have a good compelling story and numbers should uh, support that story uh, mm. and other ways also like numbers if the numbers are strong you should also have a good story to go along with the, those numbers right so i i have built my checklist around these two main things uh, f- build a story which is like the background of the company the business of the company what are the different uh, you know qualitative components of that company and then the numbers where we look at like the financial statements and uh, all the growth rates and all of that right so mm. think of it like these two parts you need to build a story first i like to do that i like to build a story first if the story is compelling enough then let's find uh, look at the numbers and try to see if uh, the numbers support the story right um, and again it's like you know the, the this we will go through my checklist so far but it has been constantly evolving i've been making this checklist for the last 3 years now and every year you know some of like i would say at least 20% of the the points changes it grows it shrinks it's like a living breathing you know document uh, in itself and maybe we could put this document on our blog, uh, on our website or something um, and people could you know comment give us feedback because i'm open to yeah. you know switching it up maybe so tell their tell their yeah. like what are their things that they look at in their checklist yeah absolutely absolutely so uh, starting with like the story part of the thesis right so i like to look at uh, the main thing the starting point for me are the products and the services what are the flagship products or the services that they are offering like what are the 20% of the those products that give them 80% of the revenue right and i do i understand what they are offering is like what yeah. the products are right another important question the next question i ask is am i using the product uh will i be using the product in the future if i'm using the product am i a fan of it will i tell my friends about it or not right that's a huge signal right like if we take apple we yeah. understand the product of apple all all different offerings right their airpods iphone max whatever we understand uh, we, we we try to you know if someone is asking for to buy a new laptop or whatever or a new phone like my answer is an iphone right just make it keep it simple i understand yeah. it um 
I recommend it to other people. I use it. So the top two question: understand the product services that they are offering, uh, and uh, will will you be using those products? So, so there are certain companies where where you won't be using it, but you can at least understand it. Like let's say MongoDB, right? Yeah. Uh, they they have like a database offering, which you may or may not use depending on what you do for work. But at least you should be able to understand what they're why what they're selling and why does the industry want that right so yeah. the uh, circle of competence comes into picture right exactly. like do you yes. is it a part of your circle of competence like you might understand how database technologies work for example for MongoDB but you right. won't be using it for sure right yeah. same with like for example Oracle as a company like. Com- big companies use Oracle databases or Oracle ERP, but you won't be using it on a personal level. But do you understand Oracle ERP? Right, exactly. So that that leads into the second uh, point that I see. Um, what kind of customers they have? Are uh, is it like uh, you know mass market? Uh, is it specific to like business to business, B two B, B two C, direct to consumer? Uh, what kind of customer are they catering to? Like you gave an example of Oracle, right? That's more primarily B two B, right? They, they, Microsoft is also B two B. They ha- also have channels like uh, Windows operating system, which is like B two C. Apple is B two C, right? Their their main customers are people. Peloton is B2C, they, you know, main people are. Snowflake, on the other hand, is uh, B2B. They are selling it to uh, other businesses, uh, startups. So that that is uh, another component, like who are these products targeted towards? Um, next question is avoid companies which have a large, one large customer, right? Like if they are getting more than 10% of the revenue from one customer that's like a huge risk what if that customer goes away right they will take a huge hit on their revenue so the the company should be diversified in terms of their revenue also where are all of these revenue streams coming from is it coming from just one client which is very huge or is it coming from a lot of uh, clients so Mm. yeah so for this i could think i was thinking about so this video from vox no, not Vox, Johnny Harris. He was sharing about how McDonald's for ice cream, they uses one vendor, mm-hmm. right? And that vendor, their 65% or 70, 70% of the machines that they sell mm. goes to McDonald's. So like that company, if you invest in that vendor, right. that will be bad because 70% of right. their com- machines are going to one client, yeah. McDonald's, right? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a very huge risk. So try to find companies, uh, understand where their revenue streams are coming from, who are their biggest clients. And if they have, at least I don't invest in companies which have clients getting, uh, you know, giving them revenue of more than 10%, right? So- Okay, so let me ask this question. How do you find out what clients they have? Like, is it written in the 10K? Yeah, so the great question. Yes, it is written in 10K. Um, 10Q also sometimes have it. Uh, you could just Google. Uh, sometimes it's on, you know, in investor um, presentations. So if you just Google the name and investor relations, you should be able to get a lot of information on it. Sometimes it's written on like different forums like, um, you know, Motley Fool or uh, Seeking Alpha or Value Picker, like lots of different uh, forums will also have information about it where other people have done the digging for you, right? So yeah, it's it's about looking for it and uh, starting from 10K to Google search results. You should be okay. able to find it. Yeah. Cool. 
um then i try to understand like once i know what their products are what the customer is what kind of industry it is in i try to find like what is its moat right what is its primary moat we've talked about different types of moat uh, in earlier episodes we could link that in the show uh, description also but i try to find what is its moat like facebook i know it's network moat right like a network effect is going for it um if it is apple i know like it has a brand strong brand moat right if it is P- pd light i know same thing it has a very strong brand moat it has its products are like or uh, very sticky like people keep yeah. coming back to no pun intended yeah <laughs> uh so yes the, the the next is are customer likely to switch to competing offerings or is there some stickiness right so uh, that that is another question that i ask while while uh, trying to understand like the business of the company so like the switching cost of moving to a different ecos for example for apple again like apple yeah. is the best example like how difficult it is for someone who is in the apple ecosystem to leave everything and just move to an android for example right right exactly what kind of mode it is and also how likely is someone uh, willing to go to an offering uh, competitor offering right so uh, same thing with oracle like the switching cost is so high right like once you are yeah. committed to the data we have like so yeah most of my clients also like if they are on oracle erp they are just switching from oracle erp to oracle cloud cloud right but they won't leave yeah. oracle ecosystem yeah exactly that is one point that i have in my checklist another very important one in th- these uh days is how much capital is required to scale right like is your company in like a software then it doesn't require a lot of capital to scale right it it, it just has to build the product once initial mm-hmm. capital up front and then like for uh, for scaling up it it's like marginal it's not expensive whereas if you are britannia right you want to increase your production capacity you want to double your biscuit production capacity you have to build factories you have to hire people you have to look for land pay for electricity stuff like that right so depending on what uh, you should at least know it's not bad like it doesn't mean if if your company needs a high capital it does not necessarily mean it's bad uh, at the same time if your company can scale up very Uh, quickly without a lot of capital it also means that there is very low barrier to for entry right so it's there is no one right answer basically right but you should be aware of how much capital is required to scale the next question i ask is does business depend on subsidies uh, is there any government interference required uh, is government controlling this sector right let's say defense right that is controlled very highly regulated by the government right sugar in india sugar or any like most of the commodities in india is highly regulated by by the government right so i i tend to stay away from those kind of companies because you know it it uh, can change like government can pass policies or like if the the management or the founder wants to scale or they want to pivot to some other business as it's it's more difficult for them right compared to a company which is not as regulated yeah that will this include also subsidies provided by for example for tesla us government pays tesla right for uh what do you call for the evs that they release or something they get those ev points i forgot what it is what are the terms so like this will include that as well 
right right yeah like if they are controlling the production of lithium ion you know materials or raw materials of that tesla needs or something like that right so mm. then it means that tesla has to constantly lobby for it for them to get the, those raw materials so it's it's Got not it. as yeah so things like that i i tend to uh, you know stay away from companies which have high regulation got it um, next most important question and maybe one of the more difficult ones to answer also um growing uh, your company should be in an industry which has a growing total addressable market right so uh so what is total addressable market or tam right it's called tam uh, that's an industry jargon basically like what uh, what is the total market size of these uh, of this industry right like apple there are 7 billion people right so eventually like every if everyone had an iphone right that is like the total total market for apple is the whole everyone who can use a smartphone yep so, makes sense yeah uh peloton right like the total addressable market is growing like people working out from home is growing right so it yeah. is in a growing uh, e- e-commerce i think it is still growing like 20 years when amazon started it was like the total addressable market at the time was very small but the future of total, that total addressable market was huge right so um you should look at what the current total tam is and also what the future tam future and like you should be able to find yeah all the streaming services spotify netflix they have a huge future addressable market as they go into those state developing countries right yeah yeah exactly like netflix right like uh, the total addressable market like 5 years back was only 300 million people that which is the us population right now they could expand now they are expanding to other countries now they they could say potentially say like our total addressable market is 7 billion like the whole population right and other as countries, more countries get better internet they would be like we can exactly. expand it to those countries yeah makes sense okay yep yep so um look for companies and growing addressable to, uh, total addressable market um and and sometimes these companies would um write what they think they are tam is in their uh, you know s3 or um even their 10k uh, another example is crispr therapeutics right uh, which gene editing right now the tam is very small but the potential tam in the future could be huge right it's like it could it's probably couple of magnitudes higher than what it is right now so that is another great example of an exponential tam in the future like i said it's very difficult to answer like got it. you are you are making a lot of assumptions you are coming from you have to build a huge world view of what the future would be which is difficult mm. uh, but you should you should at least it's better to be what is that warren buffett quote uh, it's better to be uh, approximately right uh, rather than precisely wrong so the that is i need to sit with a book when you're talking <laughs> no i mean that's warren buffett not me so yeah but do you remember all this so <laughs> i'm i might be misquoting but it's something along those lines um does it have a multi year growth right if it is uh, uh, if it is in a growing tam then it probably has a multi year growth let's say uh, print media right like newspapers those are not in a multi year growth i think right like who, which like a lot less people will be reading physical paper in 10 years than they are reading right now right so uh, avoid uh, companies which uh, has declining multi year growth 
and yeah. stay stay in companies which are yeah um, high multi year growth don't invest in dandam mifflin <laughs> yeah and unless they they get their website working with a social networking feature huh <laughs> yeah yeah you never know it could be the next tiktok dandam mifflin 3.0 yeah <laughs> okay um can it expand internationally without a lot of effort we we spoke about netflix any of the software companies google right they don't have to do a lot yeah. to expand to other countries does it have a recurring source of revenue right that that is the hot thing right now saas right software as a service everyone yeah. uh, everything is a subscription right like you don't even tesla for the uh, you know full autonomous software that they give where you know it will drive for you um it's a 10000 like upfront you have to give 10000 to get that software on top of a 30000 car okay so um if if uh, what they are planning to do is they they are planning they are exploring uh, software as a service subscription model where you pay $500 every month rather than giving $10,000 upfront one time fee same for what photoshop did i think that changed adobe right uh, software like photoshop you just had to buy once and then they don't care what you do with the software now you you pay $20 it was some huge amount at the time like some you know whatever 2000 3000 for uh, photo editing software that was a pretty high now we asked for $20 a month and it works fine mm. so a recurring source of revenue is always better than a high one time payment okay i think that that mm. is what uh, the industry is also following like most of the companies are pivoting towards that recurring source of revenue another very important question what is the relationship between fixed cost and revenues right is your are your fixed cost growing with the revenues or your fixed cost stays the same as your revenue keeps on increasing it's another form of the same question how easy it is to expand scale, or scale? Yeah. yeah so it's good to know that relationship uh, again if it is in an industry where uh you know you need a lot of factories like steel or you know copper car manufacturing car manufacturing uh it's it's difficult to scale that quickly mm. look at tesla it's difficult for them to scale because it's physical goods tesla uh, can it, do everything atit you are underestimating the company uh, no no i'm not at all underestimating elon musk or tesla like <laughs> smarter people than me have tried and failed miserably so i tesla could do anything <laughs> it's like never never bet against tesla as warren buffett says never bet against america yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> okay uh, unless you are michael burry right yeah. he has a huge short position short right yeah yeah okay last last question for the business uh, the the story side of the question okay and very important one okay where is the future growth going to come from right like all of this are like what uh, the you know the current state of the current products of the company current industry of the company current relationship of the company with like uh, the scalability and the fixed cost right now you need to uh, find like what are the future projects like what are things in the pipeline right like off for for that company that's what i like to look at like what uh, is the plan for the next 5 years 10 years what are they planning to do right where is the future growth coming from what is their plans what are the what is the management saying uh where are they investing in in the future and is that a growth 
uh, industry or they're uh, like growth products or they're just investing for the sake of investing or they have no plans yeah like so, some yeah. of the companies like lift over investing in uh, what do you call self driving cars like are they actually investing for growth or are they just investing for research purpose or something like that right yeah so you should be able to fairly accurately uh, understand like where the future growth for this company is coming from okay so with Contact. all of these things right like all all of these checkpoint uh, bullet points uh, in my checklist my aim is to build a story for the company right yeah understand all the qualitative metrics let me ask so the, these are all qualitative questions so like how do you answer do you write paragraphs on them bullet mm-hmm. points or do you like give them numbers like this is 5 out of 10 this is 3 out of 10 what do you do yeah uh, i write paragraphs or one line sentences uh, but yeah. i think it's a good idea to make it uh, you know like maybe attach some sort of a scoring system to it i don't know do you have any feedback on the list like do you, do you think these are uh, any are there any other probing questions we should ask to get like a good understanding of the business of the company and the future potential i think it's very comprehensive like in terms okay. of a list but as you said it we can keep expanding to be honest i as you were talking about it like there were some things that i was looking at uh subconsciously for example products that i'm using right uh what is the company founder led or like what's the future growth opportunity what is the moat which i learned from you again episode 9 or 8 it was such a long time ago now but yeah so i was sub- i subconsciously look at that but uh, as you said it's good to have it written down somewhere so yeah. this was really helpful atit thank you yeah yeah the, so the next part is this was a story part right the next part was the numbers like how do we find uh the numbers which tells a compelling story like you you would have assumed that it has a great uh, brand moat like does the number reflect that is it um you know the financial statements uh reflecting what the the what the story, story of is. the company is yeah so we we can get into that in the next episode we can go through we we've, we've touched upon some of the those things in previous episodes but we'll go through like an uh, what are the different numbers metrics that we can look at in the financial statements to justify our story in the next yep. episode so cool uh yeah we'll go with the quantitative side in the next episode but for now that's it from our side if you like the podcast please reach out to us through our social handles twitter instagram both of them at schoolbrew money and then we also have our website at schoolbrew.money we have also released our dcf calculator on the website which helps you value your asset so try that out as well give us feedback and again share the podcast with your friends it helps us a lot But for now these are your host Atit and Tapan and this is Cold Brew Money